welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom leaders and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourself looks like. Welcome to this week's Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. I am chatting with Gemma Lloyd today and what I love is as I talk to women around self-care, just the places that our conversations go to and the ways that these conversations come um, into being. I connected with Gemma a few months ago when I discovered her beautiful affirmation cards um, that she makes through her business, Danui Wadagan. And her affirmation cards are a beautiful source of reflection and awareness, um, but they're also a source of language revitalization. And Gemma tells us more about the way that they came into being. Um, And our conversation explores so much. It explores how language revitalization is a way of connecting deeper uh, with herself and for. her Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander brothers and sisters. We talk about how yoga and meditation practice is so important to her. And we also touch on the importance of being culturally appropriate. And then Gemma just shares so much of her story and and so many beautiful uh, ways in her life that the the spirit of Bari Dimbayan, of of the land, weaves itself. Um, So it is such a beautiful conversation and we close by pulling um, a three cards from her deck um, and exploring those and how they relate to her, how they relate to me. Um, And it's magic is really the word that comes to me, the way um, that they weave together and, and bring our conversation to a close. So I... Hope you enjoy this conversation um, and all the joy and the wisdom um, and the insights that Gemma brings to her self care, um, how she practices self care and what that means to her, and that you know bigger idea of connecting into herself and what that means. So welcome to this week's Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. Today I welcome Gemma Lloyd and I'm going to introduce you to her in just one moment. Uh, But first I wanted to invite you, Gemma, and everyone who is listening um, to open up this space by taking three breaths together. So you might want to close your eyes or lower your gaze um, and we'll just take that big deep breath in through our nose. 
and let that go out through our mouth. Take a big deep breath in through our nose and out through our mouth. And one more big deep breath in through our nose and out through our mouth. And as we open this space, we honour the traditional custodians of the lands where each of us sits to feel into those who were here 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 50,000 years ago, and since time began. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians to recognise and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship with this land since time began. I pay my respects to Elders past and present and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land, waters and culture. As we get started, I set the intention that our conversation will be a source of joy and soul connection and nourishment for us as we speak and for those of us, those who are joining us. And so I would love to introduce you to Gemma. Uh, Gemma is a proud Dungari and Yuan woman from New South Wales. Gemma is a yoga teacher honouring the lineage of the Sadhyahana Yoga School and studied in Indonesia in 2015. She has toured across Australia and incorporates her knowledge of Bari Dimbayan, Earth Spirit, and the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurvedic to offer a unique perspective of yoga practice here in Australia. She was the Ayers Rock Resort yoga teacher from 2015 to 2018 and currently offers private digital classes. Gemma resides in Brisbane and is the co-owner and operator of Danawi Wadagan. This business creates opportunities for all people to find wellness in mind, body and spirit and believes that people equipped with the right tools can achieve their greatest potential. They aim to be a global leader in self-development and hope to raise awareness of sustainability and ethical practice. So welcome, Gemma. Thank you. <laughs> it's fantastic to be here. Yeah. Now, a few months ago... I threw out most of my oracle cards. I was becoming increasingly uncomfortable with the cultural appropriation which was in them and I set the intention that I would like to find a set of cards which honoured and celebrated Aboriginal wisdom and that's when I found you. And I reached out and said to you, is it okay as a white Australian to use? Um, these cards as part of my practice and you wrote back yes absolutely I believe that through language revitalization we have the capacity to bring empowerment into our communities we would absolutely love for you to incorporate these into your practice and so this conversation was born um, and that's really where I wanted to start today was the idea of language revitalization um, being a source of empowerment and I think at the heart of empowerment is about connecting to self and, and finding that sense of self. So can you talk us through that a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, for my personal journey, I didn't grow up on Dungari or Yuan country. I actually 
grew up on Darawal country in Wollongong in New South Wales. And um, I was involved with a few different Aboriginal corporations in my youth and I was part of a dancing group and I felt a strong connection to my ancestry through my mum, my aunties and my grandma. Um, but there was always like that there was um, there was the one thing that was really missing um, and I, I didn't even know what it was growing up. Um, I guess as a young Indigenous person in school, you kind of become the poster child and you're doing these acknowledgements to country and you, you have that connection, but then there was something deeper that I was really searching for. And um, in my early 20s, I moved out to Ayers Rock Resort and one of the programs that I was employed um, to work with was in community out there in Wurundjulu community um, and I worked really really closely with a lot of the aunties out there and they speak the Pitinjara language and uh, Palyat or my mob out there <laughs> and the aunties started teaching me their language and that was the moment where I was like oh my gosh this is this is that thing this is the storytelling this is um, my connection to culture to history to country that I've been longing for. And I wasn't aware that um, the languages was actually still available until just last year. Um, just so happened that I was at this conference and I ran into a lady um, and there was these Dungari children books on the table. And I was, oh my gosh, where did you get those? And she goes, oh, we actually wrote them. Uh, and I said, how, how did you write them? How do you know what the language is? Can you teach me? Yeah. She said, well, I can just give you the dictionary and uh, literally almost fell off my chair. And, um, you know, how is it that there is a dictionary with my ancestors' language in it that I had no idea about? And so she sent that up to me and I printed a copy for my mum and my brother and um, they were so excited. Mum was over the moon to know that that was something available um, and so since then it's kind of been a personal learning journey um, there's a TAFE in Kempsey in New South Wales actually teaching the course but because I live in Brisbane we're just working with that TAFE to see if um, we can get that language available online um, but for now it's a personal learning journey um, and so I think a way for me to learn is through the practice that I am committed to daily, um, and that is through my affirmation cards. Um, and like yourself, I had actually gotten rid of a lot of mine as well, um, purely because I didn't feel like that was serving my spiritual growth or my cultural growth. Mm. And um, through my yoga practice, I've been able to find what I now get to call Barry Dimbayan, which is that earth spirit connection. I always had that my whole life. Mm. I now get to give it a name, which is even more special. Um, and so that's through that language revitalization that I said in that message to you is that um, when an Aboriginal person has the opportunity to find that connection, whether that is language, whether it's walking on country, whether it's learning how to paint or um, sitting with an elder and hearing story, um, that revitalization of culture can happen in many, many ways. Um, and for me at the moment, I'm so loving the language revitalization and I'm really feeling like for me that is a humongous journey. But I think for every Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person, that journey could look a little bit different. But I hope um, through providing these cards um, to people that they too can feel like they have that connection and they could possibly learn um, something else than what they just see in the media. Yes, 
Yes. And as you're speaking, the word unlocking just keeps coming to me because like you said, you already had that connection, but to know that there are words for that and therefore that then people for as far back as time exists have been experiencing that connection, that that feels really immense to hear you speak about. Yeah. And I think I really like that word unlocking because I think the key to unlocking and through the business, um, Dunaway Wadag, and we want to give the people, any, any person, and specifically Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, the key to unlock whatever that path looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, for a really long time, I was looking so deeply for that connection and through my yoga practice was where I found that most deeply. Um, and now as I have continued on that journey, meditation is a humongous part of how I find my you know, health and well-being in, a, in my daily life. And now through the affirmation cards, I'm getting to still use my yoga meditation practice and revitalize my culture and language at the same time. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and that, the, that idea of earth spirit, Dimbayan, can you tell us a bit about that? What does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I will start with a story from my childhood. Um, I, will, I grew up on a farm, so I was really, really fortunate to be constantly surrounded by nature, but I felt like I had this special connection in that I saw the world as a living being, not as something. Um, she, and I'll refer to she as the Mother Earth, um, she spoke to me and nurtured me in a way um, that you really can't be put into words. I remember as a kid, I would play down by the creek and the glistening colour of the water or a leaf, you know, tumbling from a tree all the way down to the ground and just noticing that there was this, this really safe place that was filled with a thousand stories and there was one part of the creek where my brother and I constantly played and we used to pick up rocks from the creek and there was this perfectly round bowl almost indented in this rock and we used to crush the rocks up and, you know, cover ourselves in these colours with having no idea <laughs> what that actually was. And it turns out that that was actually a kitchen. Wow. flowing part of the river and there's heaps of ochres in that part of the river as well. So. Um, childish innocence I guess into a deep cultural connection um, and um, still to this day I remember my mum saying that um, my grandpa was a a willy wag tail and no matter what part of the country I'm in I was literally was in Perth the other day and I left the airport and there was willy wag tail just hanging out um I was in Alice Springs and they were all along the Todd River when I went for a walk. So um, that, that is what that connection, I guess, looks like in terms of the physical um, appearance of Barry Dimbayan um, from my perspective. And from a spiritual perspective, I think it's that total sense of um, peace, freedom and connection when walking on country. Mm-hmm. And I have strong connections to the salt water. Um, and since living in the desert, I now feel like there's red dirt <laughs> embedded in, in my soul as well. So um, I guess Bari Dimbayan looks 
sees, smells and feels really different um, to everyone and that's a little guess, insight into how it looks and feels for me. Oh, I love that, Gemma. And I love, like you said, the, the childlike innocence but also that innate wisdom that yeah. you, it, it didn't, it's not something that needs to be told that you guys knew that, that, that feels so profound and such a just um, that, that ingrained wisdom that is there both within your soul and within the, the land and how much that just connects and, and talks to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess that that Barry Dimbain's spirit is recognised by people absolutely everywhere. Um, you know, people will ask questions and, um, you know, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Australia. No, but, like, where are you from? You know, <laughs> there's something more. <laughs> when I was in an ashram in Indonesia um, and, you know, the, the guru approached me and said, um, you know, where are you from? Who are your people? I feel like I've met you before. And I said, well, I've never been here before. And he goes, no, but I think you have. <laughs> and so it is totally recognisable by people really wherever, wherever I go. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about being so connected to salt water, but then the, the, the time in the desert brings that into your being as well. and it's a it's so malleable and it's such a generous kind of open and ever-changing idea yeah I mean our whole history on the east coast you know dreaming um and in the center they call that chukurpa and I believe so deeply in our dreaming and I also believe that every single aboriginal person through their journey, writes their own song lines. So song lines across Australia, a story might start somewhere and lead into another area and it becomes someone else's story. And I think that as every Indigenous Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander person walks across the country and walks across the world, they're starting to write their own song lines um, and they become so deeply entwined um, with others, Indigenous and non-Indigenous, that we're writing almost like a modern song line <laughs> and that that is the incorporation of the rainforest people the saltwater people the desert people um the freshwater people and i think that is really um kind of something special and and i see that with a lot of my brothers and sisters uncles and aunties that i've met along my journey here in this life so far mm-hmm. um and it is really just the you, you recognise the Baradimbai in that earth spirit in each one of them mm. um, and each one of them has wisdom and lessons to teach you from their own country and that's where we learn everything from. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It is so beautiful. And to take a step back, the, the, so that's the name of the cards and what the cards are called um, Dimbai and then we're going to come to them in a moment. But your business is Danawai Wadagan. Can you explain a little more around those beautiful words and the ideas that they kind of incorporate? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Danawi Wadagan stands for sun and moon. Um, obviously, being a yogi, that's totally appropriate. Um, and I think one of the greatest things that I love about Hatha um, is or the Hatha yoga practice is that there is the masculine and the female in absolutely everything. There's the yin and the yang, um, and there's the sun and the moon. And I think when we find that balance in life, we really have the opportunity to grow and become the absolute best version of ourselves. So through the business, we have three pillars sustainability development and wellness mm -hmm. the sustainability side of things we're trying to promote um ethical practice in consumerism consumerism is a thing it's always going to be a thing um and so we're just really trying to raise awareness so we have a blog on our website and we have the barrington buying cards which are printed on 100 recycled material and shipped in a compostable bag um, and we're currently working with um, a few different suppliers to try and get a range of apparel printed on 100 recycled material um, with some Indigenous artworks and um, Dungari language. So, again, hinting into that language revitalization. And all of that comes under our sustainability branch. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about branch because we really see our businesses like a tree. We need the, the roots as the foundation, um, and our opportunities or products become the branches with which we can um, teach, learn, and grow from. Um, the second branch would be the development arm. Mm -hmm. uh, so currently in my full-time role, I am a business development officer for First Nations people in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and I really think that there is an opportunity for our business to be um, a, a model for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and non-Indigenous people to learn from. Yeah. Um, and in that, just looking at what we were able to achieve through a website that we've developed ourselves internally by creating a product based on something that you're passionate about. Yeah. There are always people out there that can do that for you. Um, other than Australia being logistically nightmarish for an e-commerce business, I think that um, by being an Aboriginal person in business, working full-time, taking care of ourselves, we actually can... Uh, be a role model within our community and that's not with what we've set out to do or be uh, but we do hope that if there are people out there that would like to know more about what it takes to run an online business or turn a passion into profit we we want to be able to provide that tool absolutely yes that's the second arm and then the third one is the wellness arm mm -hmm. um, and this is really focused on the Barry Dimbay and that earth spirit and that's through our yoga and meditation practices um, the business has really been evolving um, for two years we did come under a different name only in the last two months have we rebranded mm -hmm. to the Dunawi Wadagan mm -hmm. um, we've launched our first product which is the Barry Dimbay cards um, but we really want to focus now on a Bari Dimbayan meditation app um, wow. and offering our digital yoga classes. So it's still, I guess, very early stages under this new structure, um, but we really see that there is the potential for growth in the Australian and global marketplace to influence that change. Amazing. And when you talk about yoga and meditation, particularly meditation, I'm 
curious. I had the great honour and privilege this year of going and spending some time um, out with Miriam Rose and she talks about Diddy and this was kind of my my um, entree into that there are meditation practices in Aboriginal culture. Um, and so I'm kind of curious how when you talk about yoga and meditation, how you're um, weaving that together. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's two um, main parts that you have to be extremely cautious about when talking about this or practising this. Um, the first one would be to always be culturally appropriate in an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander context. Um, you know, you can go and speak to the traditional owners or the elders' council of the land in which you're wanting to practise. Um, you can do an acknowledgement of country or a welcome to country if you are an Aboriginal person on your own land. And um, I think it's about having those conversations and recognising um, if that particular meditation or yoga practice is appropriate for the land on which you're gathering. Um, for me, every time you just walk with no shoes on on country, you're meditating. Mm. Um, and I don't think the, the practice of, you know, sitting down still with no movement necessarily means meditation in an Aboriginal context. Yes. Um, and that kind of leads me into that second road where we should be uh, cautious, and that is to make sure that through the practice of yoga and meditation, we are honouring that ancient wisdom mm -hmm. all the way from India. Uh, we are practising really two different cultures when incorporating the two together. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that there are you know, hundreds of thousands of people that will have a different opinion on how to be appropriate in that sense, um, but just to make sure that, you know, you do have the skills or the knowledge in both fields to ensure that you are, you know, practising appropriately um, and respecting both art forms. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's so deeply important and just um, thank you for putting that there. It, it, it's... It, it's such an important piece in understanding it and, and to know that who we're learning from and, and listening to and, and honouring those lineages. So, yeah, I think that's a really important part of that conversation. So um, what I thought was, I'm not sure, if, have you got your cards there? I do. Yes? Cool. <laughs> well, why don't um, I thought what we would do is to pull a few cards so that we can just really get a flavour and, and let them guide um, our conversation um, to, yeah, if, if you're happy to, to pull a card and let's just see um, what Dimbayan is guiding us to and, and to, yeah, without further ado. Fantastic. All right, am I going first? You go first. All right. Give me a moment. Oh, very fitting. <laughs> so I have got the card Yalangar, which uh, is the word for the sea or the ocean. Um, time to escape and explore new shores. There is so much to learn when you travel outside of your ordinary realm of existence. So go forth and experience. Wow. Yes. 
And as of Thursday, I'm going to be on the road for about a month and a bit. <laughs> so that is very, very fitting. There you go. That's the thumbs up. And can you say that word again for us? It's so beautiful. Uh, Yalangar. Yalangar. And so what does Yalangar mean to you? Um, per, like uh, when you think of not only travelling from this week, but how, what does that speak to you? Yeah, so. Uh, I'm a saltwater woman through and through. Um, I know that for sure. Um, and I really think that the word Yalangar for me was home. Um, anywhere where I'm in the saltwater or near the saltwater, I feel the closest to country and I feel the closest to home. I got up in the ocean here in Brisbane and I'd be touched by the same sea as someone in America or Africa or India or anywhere in the world. And I've travelled globally quite extensively um, and it doesn't matter where I am or who I'm with, the moment I jump in the sea, I'm home. Yeah. And so perhaps this card pulling it today um, is just a reminder that over the coming month when I'm travelling extensively and run off my feet that no matter where I am, I can just go to the ocean as long as I'm not in the desert and <laughs> um, I can be home and I can just know that. I love that. And hearing you say that is amazing because for me that's why I interestingly about two months ago rebranded as salty hair self-care because to me going to the sea is I, I would have used something very similar to the word home it's where I go and I'm held and I love the kind of the act of diving in and releasing and just it, it's to say my happy place is just not a deep enough reference, but it's where I go to, it's where I go to um, restore and where I write and just to be by the sea is kind of my happiest place. And so to open with that, which is so Very fitting <laughs> yeah, for both of us and up and down the coast. Um, and I love that picture that you painted there of the same sea you're swimming in up there is what I'm swimming down here that beautiful connection I do remember seeing when you first sent me the message on Instagram about the appropriateness of you using the cards salty hair self-care I said oh someone else loves having salty hair absolutely absolutely it's it's it kind of sums up just to me it's when I'm at my happiest when my hair is just salty and um and I think absolutely I've already been down to the beach this morning just it's what I do to prepare for an interview I know that it's the best thing that I can do for my soul to yeah 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 so do you want to pull us another card sure Oh, beautiful. So this word, um, galang, and I have it in the deck as love. Okay. Um, but the true translation is a sweetheart or a spouse. Mm -hmm. um, in the dictionary and from my research so far, I haven't really been able to find um, 
I guess the term love wasn't used. I guess we just had that deep connection regardless of having a word for it. Um, yeah, so the card, love is on the way into your life, so enjoy. Time for you to experience a truly deep spiritual connection. Wow. Yeah, I love that one, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Just- um, I think that's really appropriate because I'm really feeling the love right now um, in this moment with you, Claire, so thank you. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, when we think of a sweetheart or a spouse, um, I think so often in, you know, the Western world, a sweetheart or a spouse has to be someone that we're in a romantic relationship or a soulmate is only someone that you would marry and spend the rest of your life with. Um, I guess for me, that relationship doesn't always have to be romantic. I have soulmates all across the world that have taught me invaluable lessons on my journey. Um, and I'll pull that into the what I was saying before around um, every Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person is writing those song lines in the modern world. And the people that we meet, the people that we interact with, they're helping us write our chapters. Um, and when we have an open heart to love and when we learn how to love and be loved, we are opening so many doors of opportunity to what an, a great life that we really could live and lead. Yeah, I love that. And it's, I just love that visual that you keep painting of the song lines and and that it's not something in the past, it's an ongoing process and and that that's happening now and that love can be the fuel for that and it also comes to me kind of that truth-telling that is so, I think, needed and is not, always easy but if we can do it with love kind of holding us there um, then that feels possible and and what can that unlock for us all going forward yeah and and, you know everyone loves love Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it's a great feeling to have it's something so beautiful and free to share Um, and you know through love I think we have the opportunity to to grow and prosper as a nation mm-hmm. um, and through our yoga and meditation practices or our wellness and self-care practices, um, it really all stems back to loving yourself. And so I think these cards are so fitting today. <laughs> they are, they are. And I find that that as I pull them every day, I've kind of, and the other, and you know, when you get the same card like three days in a row and you're like, I get it. I need to rest. I need to rest. Um, so, yeah, it is such a beautiful way. And I think what I didn't understand for a long time with with pulling cards was, and, and how you've just showed us so beautifully, they don't just mean one thing. As we start to lean into them, then they actually are so activating and expansive rather than just being a fortune-telling kind of yeah. vehicle. Yeah, I think, you know, some people might read them and say, oh, it's a bit um, horoscopy. Um, and that's fine if, you know, that's the way you would like to interpret them. Um, for me, I have a much deeper relationship in the words that I've um, written and put on the cards can act as a guide um, into 
using that word or that affirmation as a tool for your day or for that moment in time that you've chosen to pull that card. Mm. Um, the affirmation itself um, could just be the word. It doesn't have to be the words below um, or it could be the whole card in itself. So I think they're totally yeah. interpretation. <laughs> Sorry, don't <dog> going. <laughs> He's like, I agree. It's so yes. <laughs> got the bark of approval. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And as we speak about that, the, the words, the um, what? What's your take on um, non-Aboriginal people using the words? Is that something you encourage? Are you, I'd love to hear what you think on that. Just to have the words there in front of of us how, how do we do that respectfully yeah look I think that's a really really challenging question to answer mm. um, because I feel and think maybe really different absolutely for other country women and men absolutely. for me personally I think for a really long time um, and certainly through my life um, there has been I don't want to use the word negative, but there hasn't been a positive outlook on our communities and our lifestyle and our culture and our people. And I think those days are slowly disappearing. Um, I send my love to people um, in Yundamu for the things that have happened um, last week, um, today being Tuesday the 19th of November. Um, so that was all happening a week ago, the occurrences up in Yundamu. And to see on a digital basis how Aboriginal Australia came together, um, and it, I know it might not seem like a lot, but for every single, I know people all across the country and people are changing their profile pictures and, you know, hashtagging I stand with Yundamu. And I think in the modern context, by opening the doors um, of our language and our culture, we have the opportunity to revitalise that. Um, we're not bastardising it in any way. We're not commercialising it. Um, we're opening those doors and sharing what we can. Mm -hmm. There are laws and cultural practices and protocols that we will never be able to share, and I think that's really special. Um, but the stuff that we can share um, and I think that, you know, I love to willingly share, um, enables me to create relationships, learn more about my culture and my people, my ancestors. And for me, I think sharing the language in this way is just a way for people that have already got um, a practice, an affirmation practice, a yoga or meditation practice. I think what using these cards is enabling them to do is actually pay their respects and honour. Um, and it's doing it in a unique way in that um, you know, they have that pre-existing practice or they have that desire to practice and acknowledge at the same time. And, you know, just as I was explaining, um, Dunawi with Dagen's um, branches before, um, this really comes under, you know, the development branch as well because we're giving people the opportunity to use this as a tool um, to acknowledge and, and grow and pay respect all at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. And I heard um, T 
Tara June Winch on the Titters for Titters podcast and they were talking, um, she was talking with Marley Silver about language revitalisation and, and Tara was saying she lives in France and so she has learned words of French and she, she said it's a sign of respect when we go to Europe that we learn to how to say hello, goodbye, thank you. She's like, so to do that here in Australia is a sign of respect to, to learn a few words in, in local language for, for everyone. Is, it, 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 um, there's a power in that and a respect and an honouring. Absolutely, yeah. I remember when I was a lot younger, I couldn't understand how New Zealand had got it so right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they just seemed to be really kicking goals over the sea there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the older I've got, the more I've analysed what that is or why that is. Um, and I guess the number of language groups, I think they've got two or three prominent language groups in New Zealand. In Australia, we have over 500. Um, And if you've ever seen the Aboriginal map of Australia, I think that gives you a very good idea of what that actually looks like. Um, And so I think the learning of the language for every single nation um, until such time that it becomes readily available, um, simple things such as knowing what country you're on and acknowledging that, whether it be you know, for a meeting or a conference or a yoga um, class or a meditation workshop or a podcast such as you did this morning, um, acknowledging those people on the land in which uh, you as an individual gather and then the wider audience, um, I think that really is the first step into making those acknowledgements. And I think that gives people the opportunity to make that connection um, before they might go and speak to a traditional owner group or an elders council or um, someone that might be able to give them some insight into how to use the words hello or or thank you or yeah yeah I love that and I feel like that is an ongoing journey for me um, the acknowledgement is ever evolving but I used to say the Karingai people and then recently um it was brought to my attention that's a word that white people put brought that that's not actually traditional the, the traditional people who lived here so it's it's an ever evolving and I used to say uh, past present and emerging leaders and then um a woman who I met said the word emerging is isn't in Aboriginal language that that idea of the future was not something that we spoke of. So to say past and present is so it, it, it's an ever evolving and and um, and something that it's more important to do and to keep learning than to worry about getting it completely right because, like you said, there's no one right way to do this. Yes, and you know I think there is. Um, in keeping with the, you know, I guess the doing right or attempting to do right, um, I think there is a level of importance to understand that intergenerational trauma plays a huge part um, in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's capacity to know um, the right way or um, their language or the right protocols. I'm a 
perfect example of that in that it wasn't until last year, 2018, um, that we got a copy of our language dictionary. Prior to that, I I guess I learnt Pitjana language and a little bit of French when I was at school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think every single Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person is on that journey right now as we speak. Um, some may not be fortunate enough to have, you know, a humongous dictionary written in their language. Others, like me, are so lucky to have that. Um, but I think it's the little things that, little things that count. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Would you pull us one more card as we kind of... Um... <laughs> so fitting. So the word I have, the final card, is the thura, and that means to teach or teaching. Wow. So it's time to share your wisdom through teaching. You have a vast ocean of experience and talents to share with others, so let it flow. Wow. Yes, I think I want to dedicate that card to you <laughs> today. Um, it's so fitting how we have the sea, love, and to teach. Um, you know, through podcasts, you are giving people the opportunity to have a voice um, and to share their knowledge um, or their wisdom. And, you know, you're teaching people that it's okay to have a voice um, and to, to share what they do know. I've um, been reading a lot lately and I read a book by the late Stephen Hawking's. And in his book he was saying that there is no such thing as an expert on planet Earth anymore. Once upon a time you could have read all the books on the Earth and you would have been an expert. Um, or once upon a time you could have read all the books on a particular subject and you would have been an um, expert in that field. And he said in the modern context, we are evolving at such a fast pace that there's no such thing as an expert. Right. And I used to be so cautious about using the words knowledge and wisdom because I felt like to have knowledge, you had to be wise. And to be wise, you had to have wisdom. And that meant you had to be 100 years old and... Um, look like Master Shifu off Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, people can be born wise um, and people can have an inherent wisdom and um, to be able to teach that to other people um, just embeds that knowledge further and allows people to grow and I think that's a really nice thing. So thank you for being a platform for people to teach and share that. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you, Gemma, for that beautiful reflection and to you for teaching us today. Um, it is always so beautiful to see where these conversations go and just the unfolding. And I think the cards um, have just shown so beautifully the, the power, the breadth, the wisdom of Dimbayan, you know, that um, it's, it, yeah, just that that kind of delight and that cheekiness and, like, of course, <laughs> of course that's where it took us, you know, is so beautiful. So as we wrap up, I just wanted to hear from you, what does self-care mean to you and what does it look like in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I think. I'm going to use the most recent example and I'm going to try not to cry 
Um, yesterday, my dog of 16 years passed away and um, I'm so heart sore for the loss of my best friend. And this morning I woke up and my eyes are puffy and I feel, oh my gosh, I'm not getting out of bed. I can't stand to face the day or see people or be out and about. And I did a meditation. I just, I had to YouTube, how do I meditate after losing an animal? Um, because I couldn't even bring myself to do it out of my own self. Um, and this meditation went for about 20 minutes and I cried pretty much the whole time. But in that moment when I gave myself the opportunity to be totally still, to just listen, to breathe and to connect, I came out of that feeling well. And I went about my day and I felt well all day. I think wellness is using the tools, the opportunities you have right there at your feet or your fingertips and implementing them into your life however that suits you. So for me that is rolling my yoga mat out and probably doing 10 to 15 minutes in the morning or sitting still and doing a meditation. It's cooking, it's gardening, it's swimming in the ocean, it's packing my bag and going on an adventure. Um, Wellness is whatever my body, mind and spirit feels like it needs that day and I'll do whatever I can with whatever I have to make that happen. Um, I think one last thing is that so often in, you know, the modern world we do commercialise things and I think wellness has become totally commercialised in that you know, maybe you feel like you have to own a yoga mat or maybe you feel like you have to go and purchase something to validate that process for yourself and you probably already have everything you need just within yourself. Um, We all know what makes us feel happy and well and it's about committing that time and effort to actually implementing it in our lives um, and making it happen for ourselves. Thank you for saying it so eloquently and beautifully and for sharing what the last 24 hours has been for you and for being here. Um, Thank you. (laughs) So present and so generous with all you've shared with us and just I think that just reiterates it's that that self-care practice is there for those days, isn't it? You know, it's there on the good days and it's there on the sad days and it's, it's not to say that didn't happen but it's to bring ourselves it's to hold ourselves as we grieve and as we experience life absolutely and you know the moon set last night and the sun rose this morning and done we were dargan sun and moon it's right there to remind us that you know this the moon's going to set tonight and the sun's going to rise tomorrow and um the ebbs and flows of life are always going to be happening and I think as human beings, we just have to find what makes us happy and do it. It is really that that simple. Absolutely. Well, Gemma, it has been just such a delight. It, um, it's been tr- 
true self-care to sit and to explore and to connect with you where can people find you in your beautiful work yeah absolutely so um I don't know if I should spell it out or can we put it? I'll pop it in the show notes as well. So um, spelling it might be a little bit challenging. We have Instagram, Facebook and a website. Uh, We are available for communications across all three channels. We have a blog that goes out uh, once a month and that's all about the, you know, the sustainability development and the wellness. So it's a bit of a a mixing pot of goodness. Um, All of our products are for sale on our website. And we just share um, our passions, which is around those three branches uh, through our social media pages as well. Um, If you have any questions further, um, feel free to reach out on any of those three channels because we would be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, Gemma, and for everyone who's tuned in and joined us. Thank you for joining the Salty Hair Self-Care until next week i hope you have a week filled with joy and peace thank you so much for joining me for this salty hair self-care conversation i hope you're feeling nourished connected maybe a sense of aliveness the way that talking about ideas does and maybe wow i didn't realize there were other people who felt like this too if that's you you may be interested in joining us in our salty hair self-care community We are a group of women who come together each month for an online circle and an online workshop and value a shared sense of belonging and being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is $40 a month and there's no contracts. Stay for as long as it serves you. I've popped a link below so that you can join us. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, to rate and leave a review to help others find these conversations. Finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day.